Jamie and Stoney Show, Jamie Samuelson, along with Mike Stone, the Godfather, and we are joined in studio by Red Wing goaltender Jimmy Howard. It's June, and we're talking hockey. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> thanks for coming being in. How you doing? Doing great. Uh, you know, just had a newborn a month ago. And Congratulations. Thank you, and uh, just uh, training and getting ready for my uh, foundation's first event here. Yeah, Jimmy Howard, the Jimmy Howard Foundation, are hosting, it's called Howie's Home Run Derby. It'll be Friday, June 22nd from 5 to 9 p.m. at the Legacy Center Sports Complex in Brighton, Michigan. It's essentially a home run hitting contest mm-hmm. for everybody. People yeah. of all ages. This all is not ages. A, this is not men and women. This is going down to what, eight-year-olds, I think? I believe. Yeah. yeah, I think it uh, from eight to 12. Yeah. From 12 to 15, and then uh, 16 to 18, and then 18 plus. And just straight, wait, give us a sense, a home run hitting contest where you're going to move the fences in for the littler kids and then move them out for the for the, uh, the big kids? Well, at Legacy, they have different size fields, so yeah. they're going to, you know, put the, put the kids where, uh, you know, their age group where it falls, and obviously the older kids are going to be hitting at the, the bigger fence, the longer fence. Were you a home run hitter growing up at all? I tried to be yeah. in every kid, yeah. <laughs> you would think, I mean, especially every American kid. Yeah. At, you know, at uh, every home or at every at bat at little league, you know, you wanted to hit that home run. Oh, yeah. You wanted to hit it out. That was you're not trying part. to hit singles and doubles. No. You're trying to hit home runs. And basically, in little league, isn't a single basically a triple? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we, we, we were yeah. just talking about that earlier because Tom is a little league coach for his son. And yeah, you get on first base, you're on third. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of good catchers <laughs> in uh, in little league baseball. Um, the Jimmy Howard Foundation. Tell us a little bit about that and so what this is all for. So this is uh, uh, for two causes. Um, for me, you know, personally and my family, uh, for the arthritis. Uh, you know, we want to work uh, uh, close with the Arthritis Foundation just because it uh, it hits close to home. Um, you know, my I've had relatives, uh, family members that have uh, dealt uh, with arthritis, and I've uh, I've also lost uh, you know a cousin. Um, because he had arthritis, he slipped into, you know, really bad depression because he couldn't move and he ended up taking his life. So, uh, uh, you know, I want to spread awareness about that. And, uh, also my wife, um, you know, being, you know, such a child lover that she is, uh, you know, we, we want to work well or close with the children's hospitals around the city as well. If you're interested in, uh, Howie's Home Run Derby on Friday, June 22nd, uh, check out the Jimmy Howard Foundation at jimmyhowardfoundation.org or visit Howie's Home Run Derby um, at the Jimmy Howard Foundation website. Uh, are you watching the Stanley Cup final or yes. you get away? No, I watch it. You watch I, it. I, okay. I, so here's the debate we were having the other day. Holtby's save in game two. Greatest save of all time? Ooh, what a question. <laughs> That is a great question. There's been a lot of saves. See, Mar- I thought Mrazic's <laughs> one against Tampa was actually better than that. Remember that one against Boyle? Yeah, Boyle. That was that was unreal because that one actually, you know, was really elevated. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it could go down as one of the most timely saves ever. Timely. See, that's, yeah. I think time and yeah. place of when when and where it happened, it raises the level. As and, and look, it's not a. I'm not going to say it's a garden variety save, but <laughs> if you make that save in the second period against Columbus in a January game. Doesn't get the same attention. No, not yeah. at all. Yeah. No, the fact that it happened at the end of uh, game two with, uh, you know, Vegas pressing. I thought for sure they were going to tie it up, and they made the pass. I looked at my wife, and I go, there it is. And then all of a sudden, he stuck his paddle back, and he got it. And I was like, wow, 
I go, that's, uh, I go, that could be the save of the series right there. And and it looks like it could be. Yeah. Flurries against Nick at the end of uh, game seven here was pretty damn good, too. Yeah, where he went diving across the little Superman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who, are you, who are you rooting for? I mean, I'm sure you have friends on, on the team. Well, obviously, Tatar um, and, and Nosek, maybe even the whole goaltender thing. Who, as a fan, who are you rooting for? Well, as a fan, like at the beginning of the series, um, you know, I just wanted, I wanted to see Vegas uh, do that storybook ending. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody expected them to be there, be there from the beginning of the season, and uh, you know they're a hell of a hockey team, and yeah. uh, they proved that uh, you know throughout the whole year. But uh, I think a lot of people, you know, myself included, really want to see Alex- Alexander Ovechkin, uh, you know, raise that cup because uh, you know he's had such a tremendous career, and uh, it's the only thing he's really missing. When you're a goaltender against a guy like Ovechkin in your career. I mean, everyone has memories. Like, I was just thinking about pitchers and hitters. Like, a guy remembers striking out a great hitter or even getting a bomb, giving up a bomb to a great hitter. Do you have an Ovechkin moment where you, I don't know, where there's a slap shot where you look to your right and all of a sudden it was past you? Like, like oh, my God, or a, maybe a save on Ovi that you remember or anything like that? Well, I've got a, there's probably several that have gone flying right by me. <laughs> he's got a wicked shot, and, you know, and uh, he's got one of those curves where – you can't tell where the puck's coming off of it. Mm-hmm. Like it, it is, you know, the curve is is so big on a stick. Like when he hits it, that puck it, it could literally go anywhere. <laughs> so uh, you know, as far as like a moment like a stopping him, I think uh, you know if ever you go a game without letting him score, that's pretty big. Does <laughs> <laughs> what Vegas is able to do, even regardless if they, if they win or not, going into next season, give teams like you guys. A little say, well, look, nobody expected them to do it. Nobody's going to expect us to to even make the playoffs. Does it give you? Does it help you guys at all? Well, I think over the course of the summer and when when you get the training camp, everyone's starting at the same page. Um, you know, zeros across the board, and uh, you know your aspirations are getting there to April, where you you know you're playing in the playoffs, and if you can get in, anything you know anything can happen if you get the the right guys to get hot. Uh, you know, you can obviously make a run. We're with Jimmy Howard here, Red Wing goaltender, Jamie and Stoney Show on 97 won the ticket. So at the end of this year, you guys didn't make the playoffs for the second consecutive year. There was some speculation as to whether or not Ken Holland will be back. He's back. Same with Jeff Blaschel. He's back. And we were having this long debate about the kind of the Red Wing culture. And I think sometimes as fans, we don't realize it. And I think you're probably immersed in it since you've been with the organization now for, what, 13 years. And there's this kind of passing the torch, right? And, and. Whereas the the guys who were here before you passed it to you, and now you and Zetterberg and Cronwall are not, you know, I'm not just saying it's ceremonial, but you want to win, but you also want to pass it along to the next generation. How how important is that, and how important was it to keep Ken Holland, keep Jeff Blaschel, to keep that process moving along? I think it's key. Uh, you see... You see the teams that uh, you know constantly, constantly struggle. Um, you know, in the NHL, they're constantly blowing things up. They're constantly, you know, uh, you know, a GM's getting fired or coaches getting fired. And then, you know, when you have that turnover, um, you know, when you see you know organizations that are struggling, it's just because of that. Because, you know, the players are constantly getting used to, uh, you know new aspirations, uh, whatever that, uh, you know, GM or coach wants out of them. So uh, to be able to have Kenny and Blash still here, we know, you know, as a player, we know and and uh, what they expect from us. And, uh, you know, it's it's basically, it's on us to go out there, you know, night in and night out and uh, and, and to get the job done. Has Bla- how has Blash changed from year one to where he is now? 
Uh, he's a lot more. I I would say his confidence is uh, you know a lot better. Uh, it, it's got to be tough to fill the shoes that uh, you know he's filling. Um, you know, with uh, Babs being here for as long as he was and how successful he was in his ten years that was here. Um, you know, it's it's got to be a stressful situation for him to come in, and uh, you know, I think he's done it with great stride. Is there a Babcock story that you could pass on? Because I know players obviously There's a lot. I know. <laughs> you all There's respected him, but it was ever something that he said that just just. Just pissed you guys off so much you can't, you know, you couldn't figure out what the hell is he doing. Uh, I probably had a quite quite a few of them. <laughs> so, uh, nothing I could probably say on air here, <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, he knew Babs knew how to push our buttons. Um, you know, if we we're if we we're in a little bit of a slide, or even if we were playing well, you know, he'd throw a jab at you, and you'd just be like. Where's that coming from? And, uh, you know, it, it kind of got your juices flowing. So uh, with Babs, he always he always seemed like, uh, you know, he was tinkering with, you, with your mind a little bit, and that's what he wanted. We're talking to Jimmy Howard here on 97, won the ticket. When you look back over your career with the Red Wings to this point, are, well, I guess I, I don't want to make it sound like it's been all frustration because mm-hmm. you, you've had some great moments along the way, but you've also had some frustrating moments, some really frustrating injuries, I know. Is there a moment that really stands out to you? Was it a couple years ago where you got off to the great start and then was it a groin injury? I forget what it was where all of a sudden, just like that, is it just not being able to avoid the injury at a time when you're really playing your best hockey? That was, that was the toughest, uh, probably injury in my career. Uh, just because I was, I was playing really, really well. Um, you know, just got selected to the all-star game that morning. And then, uh, that evening I was out six weeks, you know, mm-hmm. with, a, with a groin injury and, uh, you know, it wasn't fun. <laughs> that, that, no, that, no. that one was definitely probably, probably the worst out of, uh, all the ones that I sustained, uh, um, you know, just because it basically, it immobilized me for quite some time. So, uh, and then, you know, you're fighting to get back in the lineup. The team's, uh, you know, pushing to try to make the playoffs. And you get out there and, uh, you know, if it just it feels like everyone's, you know, a step or two ahead of you. Moving to the new arena, was that a, a good thing or did you miss the intimacy and, and the crowd of the joke? Because as cool as Little Caesars Arena was, as a fan, there were a lot of empty seats, people hanging and checking out all the cool stuff, and it never got, you know, the building never got going really. For me personally, uh, a little bit of a mixture of both. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I loved playing at the Joe, just with uh, you know how loud it got. Uh, you know, all the history that uh, you know took place in the building. Looking up and you know seeing all the banners. Uh, but uh, with the new facility, it's the thing is state of the art. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, you know what we have as players, but what you know all the fans have. I haven't even gotten around to check out the whole building yet because it's so big and there's so much to see. But uh, you know my family members that come to town, my friends, uh, they say it's uh, it's pretty amazing. But does it feel like whereas the Joe was home for you guys? Yeah. Does does Little Caesars feel like a hockey arena, a beautiful hockey arena, but maybe not quite home yet? Is that still going to be a year or two away? Do you think? Um, I I think it feels like home. Okay. Uh, you guys stay there longer than you do at the Joe. Yeah, you know, people exactly. stay to hang out yeah. after practice a lot longer. So it's not we, we got everything there now, so uh, uh, there's no sense to leave. Uh, but uh, you know, it's the biggest thing. I think for for all of us is having that uh, that practice arena attached yeah. to the uh, 
you know, to our dressing room. Uh, that that was. You don't have to go to City Arena. No, you don't have to go to City Arena anymore. Or Liggett, <laughs> dress and drive to Liggett. That was always fun. Twenty minutes sitting, driving back in your sweaty equipment. So, uh, um, uh, no, that's a uh, you know that's great, and I I just you know the new building I love just because of uh, uh, going out there. Um, you know, I think the the fans are able to interact with us a little bit more the way we walk through that uh, that yeah. club, you know, to, to get to ice level. Uh, I, I, I think that's pretty cool. Jimmy Howard is with us, Red Wing goaltender. He's going to be hosting Howie's Home Run Derby in Brighton on Friday, June 22nd. For information on that, check out his website, jimmyhowardfoundation.org. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, if you have any questions for Jimmy or phone calls, 248-539-9797 or on the ticket text 97136. And we're going to ask him the most pertinent question that we've been kind of roiling about in this studio for the last three weeks. That's next on 97.1 The Ticket.